radio as the founders intended. Mojo Five O. You have just entered the Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog of politics with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. And now, here he is, author of the book, Progress Really? U.S. Navy veteran and your host, Peter Seraphine. Hello and welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse, my fellow patriots and freedom fighters. Welcome to the place where we use common sense and logic to cut through the political fog. The place where logic reigns supreme and your feelings really don't matter. Welcome to the Liberty Lighthouse. Last week, we had Don Blankenship, Constitution Party, candidate for President of the United States. Two weeks ago, I talked about 1984, George Orwell's 1984 versus real 2020. And two weeks ago in that, George Orwell's 1984 versus real 2020 conversation i missed a whole bunch of stuff there was a couple of big things that i missed and there was one thing that i really didn't think i explained very well so i'm going to go back and we're going to talk about those a little bit i hope you don't mind me backtracking on the episodes then then i want to talk about well some good stuff some good old-fashioned american we are the best in the world stuff that basically only gets blips in the news and should be significant stories things that could motivate people, things that could change how we perceive our current environment. But for some reason, well, to be honest, for that reason, it doesn't really get covered. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to wrap up our episode from two weeks ago first, and then we're going to get into some feel-good stuff this week. I really don't want to talk about the presidential debate because, well, for one, it was you know three days ago or something like that. And I'm sure you're all tired of it, because I know I am. I was tired of it before it even started. So, um, I don't know. What do you say we just light this candle, get the thing going, and, uh, you know, get on with the show? You're listening to Liberty Lighthouse. Join the conversation now. Call or text 64-MY-RIGHTS. That's 646-974-4487. That's right. Call or text. Always like your questions, comments, and concerns. The other way you can reach the show is the MeWe chat room. MeWe, the forgotten social media network, apparently. Uh, If you go to liberty-lighthouse.com, click that MeWe chat button. You can join a chat room where myself and other listeners are talking about this show, as it happens, Saturday night, it's, well, it's interactive, it's fun, and to be honest, the listeners in the chat room usually have better ideas than I do as the host, so it's it's really worth doing, I promise. Before we really jump into this episode, I want to talk about this brand new piece of equipment that I'm using that hopefully you can hear the difference. If you are an audio person, if you produce if you create, if you record a podcast, or if you are one of the other hosts here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network, and you have not yet run out and bought 
the $600 Roadcaster Pro, the Cadillac, the Bentley of all things podcasting. The Roadcaster is an amazing device. I am not knocking it in any way. It is awesome, but it's $600. And I'm a guy in my basement who does this out of a sense of duty for my country. I do this show because I want people to understand common sense as it applies to politics, which is really hard to figure out sometimes. So I don't really want to spend $600 on a piece of equipment to make my show, no matter how good it is. Well, I've been looking and looking. I've been looking for months for a cheaper version of the Roadcaster Pro. You know, it's been out for a couple of years. You would think that somebody would make a cheaper version of it by now. And finally, somebody is. Somebody's making a cheaper version. And, uh, well, to be honest, the Roadcaster Pro is a bit of an overkill for me, who usually does this show by himself. I don't have other people here. I don't need four microphone lines. I never take my device on the road and record and need an SD card slot and all that other kind of stuff. So I found the Maano Caster. Maono Caster. Maono? I, I have no idea how to pronounce it, but it's uh, M-A-O-N-O. M-A-O-N-O. Maono Caster. I don't know. Whatever. So I found this thing, and it looks a lot like the Roadcaster Pro. And it only has two microphone jacks instead of four. And it doesn't have an SD card. And only three of the buttons are programmable, which I think on the Roadcaster 8 buttons are programmable. I don't know. Anyway. This thing's freaking awesome, as far as I'm concerned. And it's $200. That's that's $199. $200 versus the $600 that a Roadcaster Pro costs. So if you are one of the people, like myself, who records audio stuff, um, give me a call, text, email, I don't know, smoke messages, whatever. Uh, call the 64 My Rights phone number. Text the 64 My Rights phone number. I'll tell you all about it. I think it's sweet. Hopefully, you can notice a difference in the sound quality that I'm putting out from now on. And hopefully, the sound quality of this show will be more consistent because I am well aware that my sound quality has been very inconsistent. Hopefully, this thing will help me keep it more level. <laughs> level. If you're an audio person, you'll understand that little pun there anyway uh, let's uh actually start talking about stuff instead of my stuff so the uh the episode two weeks ago george orwell's 1984 versus the real 2020 i made a whole lot of comparatives there i talked about how goldstein in 1984 was trump of 2020 but i didn't there, there was a big part of that that i missed that i didn't do well I, I think I was pretty clear that the Ministry of Truth of George Orwell's 1984 equates to the modern mainstream media. I think I was pretty clear that the thought police of 1984 are the cancel culture woke mob of today. Big Brother is big tech. I think I got that pretty well. The party of George Orwell's 1984. Well, that's the establishment today, and I think I, I, I think I covered that pretty well. And, uh, well, the, the Brotherhood. I didn't really talk about the Brotherhood very much. So I, I, I think it's important that I talk about that. 
So let's back up. Let's start out with the Goldstein versus Trump comparison. In the book, 1984, Goldstein was the fictional villain of the party. He was a a mustachioed fake person. And I compared him to Trump, who's obviously a real person. But what what I failed to do two weeks ago in the show, I failed to explain why I thought the fictional character was worth being compared to a real character. And, well, it's really because the Trump villain that the left has created, the Trump anti-establishment guy that is constantly being attacked, well, he is fictional. They base their attacks on lies or half-truths or parts of quotes without the whole quote. So Donald Trump, let's be honest, let's be frank. Everybody knows that Donald Trump is is a freaking hole. But he he's his policies have been good for America. And all of the attacks that everybody puts at him are about like I said, they're they're about half truths and and the fictional version of Donald Trump that they've created in their own minds. So that is why I thought the Goldstein versus Trump comparison was more than just, you know, he's the enemy. I, I really think that, the, well, they've created a straw man, as they say. They've created a version of Donald Trump that really doesn't exist. The, the left wing, the establishment, the people that really hate him and want to take him down, they've created this this villainous fictional version of Donald Trump in their own heads, just like the villainous fictional version of Goldstein, which, you know, maybe Goldstein was a real person at one point in Orwell's 1984, but we don't know. So the second part of George Orwell's 1984 versus real 2020 comparison that I don't think I did very good at all, the second comparison that I just completely ignored would be the Brotherhood. In George Orwell's 1984, the Brotherhood is the resistance. The Brotherhood is an underground network of people that are there to tear down the party. Well, in 2020, who is the Brotherhood? Is it QAnon? I don't know. I'm still not convinced QAnon one way or another. I mean, the whole Satanist cannibalist, pedophile, whatever. That, that, that's a little far-fetched for me. But most of the people that I see on Twitter and Facebook that reference QAnon in their profiles, they don't talk about that over-the-top stuff. They talk about the whole government conspiracy to keep us all enslaved to the party. And that makes sense to me. So maybe, and I, and I really mean maybe, Maybe the uh, pedophile, cannibalist, Satanist stuff is just, well, it could be, it, it could just be made up by the left to try to discredit QAnon for all I know. Anyway, I think my personal opinion on the Brotherhood, it's more akin to, well, the red pilled. Those of us who have chosen to look beyond the mainstream media to pull back the curtain to see the real wizard, 
those of us who, well, fight the establishment in our own way, that's who I think the brotherhood is in our 1984 versus 2020 comparison. I think the brotherhood is those of us that are truly woke, not the socially woke, but the really woke, the ones that really have our eyes open. The the common term being those that have taken the red pill and see reality for what reality really is. And we don't blindly trust our government. We don't blindly trust the party. We don't blindly trust a candidate. I have to say, though, there's a lot of people that blindly trust blindly trust Trump. Man, if I'm going to have a radio show, I should probably learn how to say things clearly and enunciate. Blindly trust Trump. Either that or maybe I should just stop drinking so much before I sit down to record. (laughs) Kidding. Okay, so one final thing that I don't think I covered very well that, well, to be honest, I completely missed it in my 1984 versus 2020 comparison. The fictional dystopian novel, George Orwell's 1984, which everyone in America should read. Um, And just so you know, George Orwell was a socialist. His book is not anti-socialism. It's anti-tyranny. His book is anti-big government. He believed in socialism. He did not believe in tyrannical, controlling governments. And, And that's important distinction for those if you're going to read it and and you should everyone should read 1984 the other thing that i missed in my orwellian 1984 versus real 2020 the last thing was the the proles the proles are almost subhuman in the novel they're not members of the party they're working class people that live outside of the party and the proles is short for proletariat. Now, where else have we seen or heard the word proletariat used frequently? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? The only other place I have seen the word proletariat used regularly in my own personal research and reading and exposure is in the Communist Manifesto. The Communist Manifesto refers to the proletariat being the working class. And in Orwell's 1984, the paroles are the almost subhuman people that live outside of the party. So who, in modern 2020 world, who are the paroles? Who are the proletariat that lives outside of the party? Who are those subhuman, well, dare I say, deplorable people that live outside the party? Was that a hint? Does anybody figure it out now? Who are the people that are so despised by the party that they don't even consider them human? Who are they? Well, I think it's the deplorables. I think it's those of us who are anti-government. We're the proles of 1984, of Orwell's 1984. Those of us that don't trust the party. Those of us who think for ourselves and use common sense, we're the proles of the book, of the novel. And that's, that's the last of the, uh, well, the, the comparisons that, that I noted before right, recording two weeks ago. That's the last of the things that I just didn't get to two weeks ago or felt that I 
failed miserably at covering. So Donald Trump is Goldstein partly because of the fake fictional Donald Trump caricature that has been created by the left. We are the proles. We are the the deplorables. We are the subhuman outside of the party people. And the Brotherhood is also us. The Brotherhood is the red-pilled. The Brotherhood is those that do not trust the party and work outside of the party to the best of our ability. And with that, we'll call that the summary. With that summary, I think it's time for a short sponsor break. Let's see. um, I like this one. What do you need? I mean, really need to protect yourself and your family. A home security system? A big scary dog? A gun? If you're committed to protecting your family, and we know you are, even a reliable firearm falls short of what you need. To keep your loved ones safe today, tomorrow, and every day, you need access to life-saving resources that will help you survive any threat and the legal battle that comes after. That's why the USCCA gives law-abiding people like you the self-defense training, knowledge, and legal protection they need to help ensure the safety of their family and future. Discover what the United States Concealed Carry Association can do for you and your family by visiting uscca.com slash mojo five wonder why I like that one. I, I honestly... This is a serious question. Do I like that commercial because I just really believe in the United States Concealed Carry Association? Do I like that commercial because I am Second Amendment and I know that if I use my Second Amendment right, I'm going to get in trouble and the USCCA can save me? Or do I like that commercial just because I'm the guy who voiced it? Am I that narcissistic, that self-centered, that I just like it because it's my voice? I don't know. What do you think? Tell me in the chat room. Text me at 64 my rights, whatever. Okay, so uh, moving on. The uh, I'm going to spend the second half of this show and the rest of this segment talking about something that I really think should have had a much bigger focus in our mainstream media. The media has been trying to scare the crap out of us for this whole COVID-19 thing for, I don't know, months now, like 222 days, 222. What's today? Saturday. 224 days. 220. I forget. I don't know. It's been 220-something days since this lockdown nonsense began. And they continue to try to scare us. They intentionally ignore and do not post, do not report on anything positive that has come from COVID-19. Positive news is, is just not covered at all. So there's been a whole lot of positive news at least on a humanistic level, and I want to talk about it. So, um, well, here's part of it. This is a, a little clip about national unity. Some are comparing this moment to what it was like during wartime. A number of you might remember what things were like in this nation during World War II, some of you at least. Seemingly overnight, companies shifted their focus from the bottom line to the front line. Car makers turned into weapons. Manufacturers. Instead of automobiles, General Motors workers made tanks and machine guns. The Ford Ford Motor Motor Company started producing warplanes. Chrysler got into the business of bullet making. That was a moment of national unity, and we're starting to see it again. 
That's right. We actually saw a whole lot of national unity during the COVID-19 crisis, the Wuhan flu epidemic. We, we saw a lot, but it rarely got reported upon. And I think it's important that we do report upon it. So let's start with what you saw in your own neighborhoods. What did you see in your town where people just stepped up? Well, my neighbor across the street, Jamil, I know I've mentioned him on the show before, Jamil, the Canadian Arab liberal guy who I can still talk to, and at the end of a conversation, even though we argue the whole time, we just hug each other like, I love you, man. You know, see, some liberals can be reasoned with. Anyway, Jamil, well, he was he's a contractor, so he was still out working during this whole thing, and he decided that, well, some people shouldn't be out in this mess. So Jamil decided, and, and he told us all of our neighbors, that if you need something from the store and you're in that high-risk group and you probably shouldn't be going to the store, give him a list and he'll go do it. It's one guy who went out and said, hey, I'm going to you know, take care of who I can take care of by keeping them from going to the store, keeping them from being exposed to this horrible Wuhan flu epidemic. Other things I saw here in my own neighborhood I saw posts online of people that are like, hey, I'm going to make a big pot of chili or stew or whatever. I'm going to make stuff, and I'm going to leave it in quart containers on my front porch. And if you're one of the millions of people that it's unemployed, feel free to come by and pick up a quart of stuff off my front porch for free. Here's my address. You don't have to see me. You don't have to thank me. You don't have to have any human contact at all. It's sitting on the porch. Come get it. Did you all see that in your neighborhoods? Because I thought it was pretty amazing that people were doing these things. Then you got companies. This is, you know, so far, those two were just examples of individual people. And I'm sure there are tons of examples of things that individual people did. Then you got companies, local companies and huge national companies that did things to help fight the Wuhan flu epidemic. One of the local companies that I saw My local distillery, Big Spring Spirits, shout out to Big Spring Spirits in Belfont, Pennsylvania. Big Spring Spirits, they started making hand sanitizer. I mean, you know, making vodka versus making hand sanitizer really isn't that much difference. So they started making hand sanitizer and they donated it to a lot of the, uh, well, the essential workers at the post office. They, They donated some to us. And they also started making it for sale. I I saw Big Spring Spirits hand sanitizer at a lot of local convenience stores for sale. Now, that's that's something to talk about because what that is is, well, that's the free market. That's a company seeing a need and stepping up to fill that need in order, well, for them to make money and to fill the need. So, That's the capitalist spirit. That's something that you won't get in a socialist or communist world. Companies, they they step up. They see where they can make some money, and they do something. The Big Spring Spirit, they have a bar. Like, they're a a bar with a small food menu, so restaurant and bar, I guess. Anyway, they weren't allowed to have guests. They weren't allowed to have customers come into the place. They were only allowed to sell to go. And I would presume that their their sales were way down. And they chose to make hand sanitizer to sell not only 
helping the fact that there was a huge hand sanitizer shortage in the world, but also in order to make money and stay afloat as a business. That is capitalism. That is the American way. That is what business does. If you want to be successful in business in America, you have to find a need and fill that need. And big spring spirits, as well as distilleries all around our country, realized that the need was much greater for hand sanitizer than it was for liquor. So they switched their business and started making hand sanitizer. I've got seven or eight other examples of businesses changing what they do in order to fill the need in the spirit of America. But we're going to have to wait until the second segment before we get to those. Be back in about two minutes. You're listening to Liberty Lighthouse on Mojo 5 Radio. Hi, I'm Peter Serafine, host of the Liberty Lighthouse on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. I got my start in politics when I got so frustrated with progressive society that I wrote a short book. Progress? Really? My book is a quick look at the past, current, and future state of progressive culture and progressive government. I urge every liberty-loving American to read Progress Really. Pick up your copy for less than $5 by clicking the Books tab at liberty-lighthouse.com. This Second Amendment moment is brought to you by Hunter's Warehouse at 130 West High Street in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania. When the government was closing businesses, Hunter's Warehouse was open. When ammunition was out of stock everywhere, including online, Hunter's Warehouse had it. With thousands of firearms and truckloads of ammunition in stock, no wonder people drive for hours to visit Hunter's Warehouse. Go to Hunter'sWarehouse.net for all of your Second Amendment needs. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 5-0. Welcome back to Liberty Lighthouse with Peter Seraphine. Join the conversation now. Call or text 64MY-RIGHTS. Welcome back. Thank you very much for sticking around through that little break. We, uh, you know, we got to get our sponsors in there. Got to keep the lights on and keep the shows coming. Speaking of the shows, there are a lot of other shows on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. There are several. Well, there's a whole lot of shows a lot better than this. I've said before, I'll say it again and again and again. I, I'm a nobody. I'm, I don't have a, a degree. I don't have an education in, outside of high school. I am not an expert. Well, I'm not an expert in anything, to be quite honest with you. I'm just a guy who's got a, uh, some recording equipment in a little studio in the basement of his house. And, uh, well, a sense of duty, a sense that I have to do something to help my fellow man, my fellow American understand that our government is no longer constitutional. The only thing I can think to do is to talk and try to get other people to think for themselves, think outside the box, stop relying on our government for everything, rely on each other. And that's kind of what this second segment's going to be about, is, is the relying on each other part. How capitalism 
helps people more than any other form of government. How people help people, specifically in a capitalistic world. So, the COVID-19, the Wuhan flu, the coronavirus, the pandemic has uh, well, it's shut our country down. A lot of it's opening back up, but there's still a lot that's still shut down. And there's a whole lot of things that, uh, well, that are gone forever. A whole lot of businesses that are shut down and will never come back. One in six was the the quote from one of the debates recently, one in six small businesses is just gone. Yes, due to COVID. So COVID got rid of small businesses. But people, people stood up. People tried to do something about it. Businesses tried to do something about it. Joe Biden and everybody who hates Trump talk about how he should have done more. And everybody ignores what the people were already doing. So I talked. I started to talk about the the uh, the way the country came together after during World War II, and how we started to see that with the Kohan, uh, the Wuhan flu coronavirus crap. One of the biggest ones was Mike Lindell from My Pillow. You may remember the little speech that he gave uh, at the White House. Here, here's a little clip from that. MyPillow is a U.S. vertically integrated company which has been forced to adjust to the changing business environment as a result of the pandemic. MyPillow is uniquely positioned as a U.S. company that functions as a manufacturer, logistics management distributor, and direct-to-consumer. Given our current business lines, we are experiencing the effects of this pandemic firsthand. But my pill is done with the established an internal task force which is monitoring future needs of companies across the country as a result of this pandemic. And given our position, we've begun to research and develop new protocols to address the current and future needs of U.S. businesses across multiple sectors. How companies are going to prepare themselves when they once again open up and, and changes to their current operations in order to adjust to future threats and pandemics. MyPillow has designated some of its call center to help U.S. companies navigate the many issues that resulted from this pandemic. We've, de- we've dedicated 75% of my manufacturing to produce cotton face masks. Um, up to ten, in three days, I was up to 10,000 a day. By Friday, I want to be up to 50,000 a day. 75% of his manufacturing capability devoted to making cotton face masks for healthcare workers. That he donated 75% of his manufacturing ability, he is giving away to fight the pandemic. 25% to keep his business afloat. 25% stayed with, you know, pillows and sheets and everything else that he makes in order to keep his company afloat. But he donated 75% of his manufacturing ability to fill the need of the American people and the healthcare workers. What did the woke media mob? say about it? Well, his speech went on to praise God and to tell people to be thankful and pray. So the woke mob attacked that. The awoke mob attacked the fact that Mike Lindell is a devout and open Christian and uh, ignored the fact that he was donating all of this time and energy to fighting the coronavirus. That's what's important to the woke mob. When They should have been giving Mr. Mike Lindell, founder of MyPillow, 
a thank you, they attacked him for showing his Christian faith. That's wrong. We are we should be celebrating what Mr. Mike Lindell did, did. And there are so many other places and companies out there that did similar things. Here here's one that I found really interesting and that had an immediate impact on the shortages at the time. Well, the owner and founder of Harbor Freight Tools has decided to donate the company's entire supply of personal protective equipment items to frontline hospitals. We spoke with workers in the Yorkville and Oneonta locations who tell us their regional representatives stopped by their stores to set up whatever supplies they had and set them aside. They say the N95 masks and face shields as well as gloves are now going to 24-hour emergency rooms in communities served by their stores. Harbor Freight Tools. We've all seen, we all get those magazines, right? You get those things, the, the uh, well, the, to be honest, the relatively cheap tools. Harbor Freight Tools donated all of the in-stock PPE that they had in their stores all around the country. They just donated what they already had to hospitals that had emergency rooms. Just gave it away. Here you go. All you got to do is ask. Here it is. And what Harbor Freight Tools what do they have in stock? What can you buy from Har- Harbor Freight Tools? Well, they have the N95 face masks and dusk masks and face shields and I don't know, lots of different kinds of gloves. They have suits and gowns. So they donated everything that they already had in stock. That filled a need in those hospitals immediately. Not the oh, I'm going to do something, that was an absolute immediate, here, come get them, fix. Donations. That was pretty amazing. Harbor Freight Tools Harbor Freight Tools, and MyPillow, two companies that immediately stepped up and said, hey, we'll help. Were there more? Absolutely there were more. Whitcraft Manufacturing in Eastford is retooling some of its facilities to make ventilators that can be used in the fight against COVID-19. The company has partnered with the University of Connecticut to get a prototype for those ventilators. So in Connecticut, a manufacturer completely retooled their business in order to create ventilators because we thought ventilators were the biggest need. They just changed their business. They just started making ventilators. Was that it? Were there more? Uh, well, let's see. Barber Packaging says it took about a week to start making face shields. They're just one of many companies helping out here in Van Buren County. Before COVID-19, this would not be a product you'd see workers assembling at a Barber Packaging warehouse in Paw Paw. We've delivered over 400,000 face shields to date. Uh, we have open orders for over 800,000, and we think that we'll make over a million in the near term. So there's another company, another company that stepped up and said, hey, we can make these. They can, we can make face shields, of, you know, one of the components of personal protective equipment, PPE. Let's start making face shields. And they started, and they did it. And they had orders for 800,000, almost a million. And they just did it. They're a packaging company. That's not the type of product they normally make, but they saw the need. Now, did they, did they make it? out of the capitalistic desire to earn more money and create a product that they absolutely knew they could sell? Or did they do it because it was a, a social need and something that, you know, out of a sense of duty to fill a need? Does it really matter? 
I mean, honestly, does it matter if Mike Lindell from My Pillow started making fake masks, face masks because he thought he could make money doing it, or if he did it because he wanted to help? Does it really matter? Does what? Who cares why they did it? They did it. One of the ones I found most interesting, the next company I'm going to talk about, another national company that did something, but they did it in partnership with people throughout the country. At Joanne Fabrics, their doors are closed, but these hearts, I'm going to cry. They're wide open. We want to make sure that we can help everyone. One small kid at a time. They're safely giving away material to volunteers who are making masks for medical personnel and first responders. You get that? The big company of Joanne Fabrics gave away kits to make masks to anybody willing to sew the masks together. So that was a partnership between a giant company and people in your local community. Here in Pennsylvania, we've got an Amish community. And the Amish, well, they make most of their own clothes. And so they were actually a big part of this. They, Joanne Fabrics donated everything needed to make a mask. All you had to do was show up and, and they gave you a kit. And each kit had, a, had the material inside to make about 28 masks. So again, a big company is donating their stuff, their product, their inventory. And then we, the people stepped up to create a useful product out of that inventory. That's awesome. That is the American way. That is capitalism. That is what America is really about. Do I have more? You better believe I do. It's scary times right now. Katie Wafer owns a collection of medical spas, but times are uncertain for her right now. Her businesses have temporarily shut down. I have 45 employees. Uh, We were supposed to be opening another location tomorrow and obviously not doing that. What she is certain about is that her friends and coworkers who have been working in hospitals to treat and test patients for COVID-19 say they need personal protective supplies. They are struggling to have many of the resources that I have at our spas, so I figured there's no use in it sitting on the shelves in our store. She was one of many who donated their unused medical supplies Sunday at Empower Field at Mile High. So here's somebody who owns a couple of spas. And in their spots, they have, well, they have medical supplies, probably a whole lot of gloves. And instead of just sitting on an inventory, waiting for their business to open back up, waiting for the opportunity when they're going to be able to use those products for themselves, they donated them so that they could be used by the frontline healthcare workers. That is money that these business owners spent. That is product that that lady who owns those spas had spent on those things that eventually she would use by herself. She would use them in her own business. But rather than sitting on them until she's allowed to open her business back open, she donated them to the healthcare industry because the healthcare industry said they were short. More? 
you better believe. Ford Motor Company has announced it will donate more than 500,000 PPE masks across the state of Ohio. 250,000 of those will go to the city of Cleveland. The rest will go to other local governments statewide. So Ford Motor Company in Ohio steps up and donates PPE. Uh, But big companies, well, they're the root of all evil, right? Big companies are the problem. Capitalism is the problem if you listen to our friends in the mainstream media. But it looks like a whole lot of big companies stepped up when our country needed it. They did something that we could use. They did something that was important to society. More? Well, unfortunately, that's actually the last piece of soundbite that I recorded. But there were more. There were a lot more. We, the people of the United States of America, join together when we have to. The news media has pushed the be scared narrative for months, for 220-some days now. It's all been be afraid of the coronavirus. Be afraid of the coronavirus. Everything has to do with the coronavirus. That's all any of them have talked about. But you know what? The American people are better than that. We know better than that. We're not afraid. We step up and we fix things. We do what we can. Whether it's the guy across the street who decides to go to the store for the old folks in the neighborhood so that the old folks don't have to go to the store, so that the old folks who are most susceptible to this disease can stay home and stay safe. Whether it's a huge company like MyPillow, Harbor Freight, Joanne Fabrics. Whether it's one of those huge companies doing what they can. Donating products, changing what they make, shifting their manufacturing, retooling their plants. We do what we have to do. That's the American way. Is it capitalism? Maybe. Could these companies make money by doing that? Maybe. Does it really matter if they're doing it because they can make money or if they're doing it because there's a need and they want to fill that need? I don't think it matters. And to be honest, I'm running out of things to talk about. So I think maybe it's time for another sponsor break. Let me tell you about a new company with values that you can really get behind. Patriot Energy is a new veteran-owned company doing solar the right way. Take advantage of government incentives and and cut your electric bill by 30 to 40% while buying your own system with no money down. Support a veteran-owned company, help the environment, and save money. Go to PatriotEnergyAZ.org slash Mojo50 for an estimate. You have choices when it comes to energy. Let Patriot Energy help you make the right choice for you. PatriotEnergyAZ. Dot org slash mojo five zero. Patriot Energy, a bunch of a veteran-owned company, a, a bunch of really good people, and to be honest, one of the Mojo Five O radio hosts, Mister Matt Holloway, now is a uh, well, he works for Patriot Energy. So check him out. It just sounds like a great idea. Back to the original topic of of what we're talking about here. We the people pulled together a lot more than the, well, the, the media is giving us credit for. 
a lot more than the thought police want to acknowledge. The friends on the left, the progressive movement, the Democrats, the liberals, the progressives, whatever you want to call them, they all seem to think that government is the only way to fix anything in our country. And, well, to paraphrase Ronald Reagan, in this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. We the people can fix almost anything if we put our minds to it. Look around in your local communities. What did you see happen during this Wuhan flu crisis that you didn't see before? Well, here in central Pennsylvania, churches and civic groups often have soup sales. They, they make their favorite soups and they put it in quart jugs or quart containers and they sell it to the people. Well, during the Wuhan flu crisis, they weren't doing soup sales. They were doing soup giveaways because so many people were unemployed. So many people were put out of work by our governor who decided to shut the nation or shut the, the state down. They gave away their soup instead of selling it to make money for themselves. Yes, all the food banks doing what food banks do all the time. You saw all these local companies, all these local organizations, whether they be for-profit or non-profit, stepping up to fill a need. But our liberal friends, our progressive friends, our government establishment who cares about nothing except for expanding government complains about President Trump's response. Our progressive friends say that, well, we didn't enact the War Powers Act soon enough. And we should have just forced these companies to do these things to fix the problems. But you don't have to force companies. How many of these things happened because it was the right thing to do rather than being forced to do them by our government? All across the United States of America, companies stood up and did what was right. And that's the American way. That's something worth celebrating. Why can't the news media celebrate the American way? Why can't, I, I just don't understand, why can't Big Tech and Big Brother acknowledge that the American way works? The only answer to that question that I can come up with is the fact that Big Tech and Big Brother, the mainstream media, they hate America. They don't like it. They want to change us. They want to create something that is run by a totalitarian government that, that just takes over every aspect of our lives. And that's not the America I know. That's not the America that our founding fathers shed blood to create. These companies who stepped up and did what was needed by our nation deserve applause. They deserve cheers. They did what we needed. It doesn't matter to me whether they did it because they thought they could make a profit doing it. They did it when it was needed. Did they do it because it was the right thing to do? Or did they do it to make a profit? doesn't freaking matter. If we were a socialist nation or a communist nation, if we had a totalitarian government who controlled everything using Reagan's definition of fascism, the 
you know, business being regulated by government to the point that they control it. Would any of these companies done what they did? I doubt it. But because we're still a free nation, these companies, these individuals, these business owners stepped up in a time of need. And that's worth celebrating. I didn't think that this had been covered enough. I did this episode because everything I have seen in the news media for the last three months, three months? Four months now. Oh, my God. It's been nothing but, oh, my God, you're all going to die from COVID. Yes, due to COVID. Everybody's dying because of COVID. It was COVID-related. Everything has to do with COVID. Nobody talks about the good. Nobody talks on the news about we, the American people, standing up and fighting whatever this enemy is, whether it's the unseen enemy of a virus or whether it was the seen, known enemy of World War II. We band together and do what needs to be done. That's the American way. And nobody talks about that. Why isn't that on the news? Why isn't that being screamed from the mountaintops? That's why I'm here. That's what I did this show. Because it is worth talking about. When we need to, we stand up for America. I'm not allowed to stand up for myself. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. And nobody seems to acknowledge that. We need to do it. And that's, again, that's why I did this. I want us all to stop and think. Look at all of the things that you saw in your neighborhood. Those things where people and businesses did what was right. And compare that to what you've seen on the news. Compare that to our leftist progressive friends who just want to point the finger. They just want to blame Trump. They want to say that, oh, he didn't do enough. He didn't enact the the Defense Act fast enough. He didn't do this, didn't do that. At the same time, all these people were complaining. People were standing up and doing what needed to be done. But because media is run by our progressives, has been taken over by the progressive movement, we can't celebrate that. And I'm here to say that we can celebrate that. That is the American way. And as far as I'm concerned, the American way is the only way that works. And, And to be completely honest, I'm out of show prep. I ran out of things to talk about. So I got like two minutes left, and I'm going to talk about me and my show and my website and uh, how you can help me. You all know that I am a mailman. I still have a full-time job, and I would absolutely love to do this full-time instead of having a real job. And in that vein, in that effort, I, well, I do what I call the Liberty Minute, a 60-second news headline review every morning. And if you're not already following my Liberty Minutes, please do. Uh, uh, just go to the website, liberty-lighthouse.com, and they're right there. I have all the Liberty Lighthouse episodes and Liberty Minutes together where you can follow and subscribe to all of them at the same time. And I, uh, well, I've, I've redesigning the website, so I'm trying to make it a little easier to use where you can find all of the things together instead of having to flip back and forth from page to page. Support the show. Click that support link. Give us, I don't know, 99 cents a month. If 5,000 people give me 
99 cents a month, then I can quit the United States Postal Service and I can become your full-time Liberty Lighthouse host. Also, if you don't want to give me 99 cents a month, maybe you want to get something for your money. You want a tangible product that you can have in your hands. Click the store link. Click the shop link. Go to the Liberty Lighthouse merchandise store and look at some of the cool things. Right now, I'm wearing my favorite long sleeve t-shirt, which has a big AR-15 on the back. And it says, it's because I'm black, isn't it? That's the most popular design of products in the or in the uh, Liberty Lighthouse store. But the most po- most recent one is the Make Orwell Fiction again, big eyeball. Make Orwell Fiction again, because uh, yeah, it's not fiction right now. We're living in Orwell's 1984, so let's make it fiction again. And uh, let's see what else is there. You can buy my book, Progress. Really. My very first thing that I ever did to get involved in politics in, in the world was to write a book. It's called Progress, really? Because progress at some point no longer is progress. And I wrote this book about two years ago, and you're not actually supporting me when you buy the book because I have pledged all the profits from profits, progress, really, to go to the Convention of States Project. So you're supporting an effort to try to gain control of our government once again if you buy a copy of the book. 99 cents in digital form, less than $5 if you want that paperback. And before I completely run out of time and run out of things to talk about, let's add the sponsor of the Liberty Lighthouse right now. This Second Amendment moment is brought to you by Hunter's Warehouse at 130 West High Street in downtown Belfont, Pennsylvania. When the government was closing businesses, Hunter's Warehouse was open. When ammunition was out of stock everywhere, including online, Hunter's Warehouse had it. With thousands of firearms and truckloads of ammunition in stock, no wonder people drive for hours to visit Hunter's Warehouse. Go to Hunter'sWarehouse.net for all of your Second Amendment needs. So with that, remember, Orwell was fiction. Let's make him fiction again. And we are America. Be proud. Be happy for all of the things that happened during this coronavirus. With Until next week, protect your liberties. Once they're gone, there's no getting them back. God bless America. Thanks for listening to Liberty Lighthouse with Peter Seraphine. Be sure to sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com to download Peter's free ebook from the file share page. And don't forget to call or text 64MYRIGHTS to leave comments for the show. That's 646-974-4487.